Hello, everybody. Welcome, 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 welcome to the show. Okay, so I'm just going to get right into it, as I usually do, which I've noticed that I keep saying that at the beginning of the podcast, like, all right, here we go. You, know, it's like, <laughs> you guys are probably like, yeah, we already know we're going to get right into it. Why do you have to say it? And I'm like, I know, I'm just, I'm cheesy. Okay, so for today, I've decided that I am going to grab a book that I'm about to be reading with my Patreon group. And I'm going to randomly flip to a page. And I'm this is random. Like, I have no idea where it's going to end. Um, I'm just going to do that whole flippy, you know, like you're just going through the pages. And all of a sudden, you put your finger down. And whatever page it lands on, I'm going to read to you, the audience, uh, the passage, wherever, you know, the page. And then I will just kind of word vomit on you. And we'll just discuss whatever it is. So the book is called A Handbook for Living. The Art of Happiness, and it's written by His Holiness the Dalai Lama and Howard C. Cutler, MD. So I have read a little bit of the beginning already, but like I said, I'm going to be starting this um, this book with my Patreon group next month, so December, because we, it is the beginning of November. Can't believe that, by the way. It's nuts. Like we're in the last two months of the years. Are you like this? Is it's been it's been a crazy year. Okay, so let's just go. All right, here we go. So I don't know if you guys can hear that, but I'm about to flip. Do 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 do. Okay, this is where we ended up. So I'm on page ninety eight. Okay. Um. All right. This is what it, it's. It's the chapter is um human warmth and compassion and deepening our connection to others. Okay. All right. Here we go. The most compelling element of our pursuit of romance is the feeling of falling in love. Powerful forces are at work driving us to seek this feeling, much more than simply the glorification of romantic love, which we pick up from our culture. Many researchers feel that these forces are programmed into our genes from birth. The feeling of falling in love invariably mixed with a sense of sexual attraction may be a genetically determined instinctual component of mating behavior. From an evolutionary perspective, the number one job of the organism is to survive, reproduce, and assure continued survival of the species. It is in the best interest of the species, therefore, if we are programmed to fall in love, it certainly increases the odds that we will mate and reproduce. Thus, we have built-in mechanisms to help make that happen. In response to certain stimuli, our brains manufacture and pump out chemicals that create a euphoric feeling, the quote-unquote high, associated with falling in love. And while our brains are marinating in those chemicals, that feeling so overwhelms us at times that everything else seems to be blocked out. Wow. Okay. So, oh, all right. Well, this was, um, I, I was, I'm surprised that, well, maybe not because, you know, everything happens for a reason, but interesting, interesting. Like, I want to keep reading this to you guys because, um, it obviously goes through other things, but, um, mm. <laughs> okay so let's talk well let's talk about it so romance and falling in love you know it's funny I've heard so many times like falling in love is such a terrible statement when you think about it because you're like why would I want to hurt myself like falling like usually falling is like a very negative um you know, uh action you know, like, oh, I'm falling out. Ah! You know, it's scary. It's like, oh, you don't know when you're actually going to hit the floor. 
and it could be very uh, harmful, it could hurt, etc. And then we put that beautiful word right next to it, love, which to me is like life, is loving love, love and connection, right? So anyways, with that first statement, the most compelling element of our pursuit of romance is the feeling of falling in love. So I guess we could just talk about love right now and falling in love. I would say, everyone says like, actually I say everyone, but you hear a lot. You hear a lot on, you know, in books and speeches and writing, whatever, the internet, that you fall in love with three different people in, in your lifetime. And I think it's something like your first love is the one that like just completely like destroys you because it's it could almost be like puppy love or like, you know, like that, oh my gosh, like this is the first time I felt all these feelings and then... Very rarely does that love actually be the one and only. And then the second time you love, it's usually the lesson. Like, and we're talking about like falling in love, guys. Like, you know, like not just like, oh, I fell in love with this, or if I love this person, like the big, deep falling in love, right? And that's usually when it teaches you something like crazy massive, like it was a huge turning point for you in your life. And um, maybe a huge, you know, you just learned so much. You learned, I don't know, like there's a lot of growth. And then they say the third one, like, you know, three times a charm, charm that the third one is the one that you fall in love with. And it's like, yeah, like the stars align. Everything's perfect. Uh, maybe not perfect, but, you know, it, it, that's the one. And I, to be honest with you, I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how many how many people I've actually truly fallen in love with um, because I feel like every time that I've felt that I've fallen in love, it's like, like, whoa, like, wait, is this actually, wait, is this love? Oh, wait, no, wait, is this love? So it's, it's almost like it's hard to really know for sure, for sure. And I haven't been in many relationships, um, just putting it out there. Like I haven't had many very long-term relationships. I haven't, I haven't had many deep, like, you know, wow, like we're really in this together. We're really like doing this. We're really, we're really committed to each other. Um, like on all levels commitment. Right. And so it's just interesting. And then when you get out of that relationship with the individual, you're like, wait a minute, like, was I, did I fall in love or was, or yeah, I guess I was in love, but like, uh, like to what degree, you know, I don't know if there really is even degrees. Like this would be, maybe I should do more research on this. I don't know. But, um, anyways, falling in love is, uh, it's just an interesting statement to me anymore. Um, it's, I believe in it. It's not that I don't, I, I think it, I think falling in love is, uh, (laughs) I think a lot of times people think that it's like that infatuation stage and I don't think it's that at all. Um, the infatuation stage, which is usually when in the beginning, when you're just crazy curious and of course infatuated almost, um, using the word that kind of gets like that negative component to it, but obsessed with your partner where you're just like, I can't, I can't think about anything else other than him or her. I, I just want to be with this person all the time. I want to just soak up in their energy like 24 seven. I, I'm just, yeah, like I'm completely 
like just submerged in this individual. And I absolutely love this stage, you know, like looking back at relationships, I'm like, wow, wow. Like that. Yeah, of course. That's when all the sparks like were ignited. That's when, um, there was a lot of impressing, you know, one another. There was a lot of like, I'm going to look my best. I'm going to really, you know, listen really hard and be, um, present as much as I can because it's like you're crazy stimulated. It's like your pupils literally dilate. I mean, you know, when you're really into someone, um, and it's exciting. And I think we forget that, um, that we're even doing this or even in this stage because we are just, like I said, like we're, we're just submerged in that individual. And then what happens is, uh, and now again, I really shouldn't say for everyone because I, you know, it, it will die down a little bit. It's going to ease up. Um, what happens is people get comfortable and you get to know the person more. And then once you quote unquote kind of lock them in, I think a lot of things kind of just fall at the wayside. And and listen, I, I'm right there with this whole statement. Like I've you know, I've, I've gotten very comfortable in a relationships where I'm just like, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to like do the things that I did in the beginning. Um, and it's really easy to point a finger in that moment. And then I think that's a lot of times where people feel like they're falling out of love. So I, I believe that falling in love is a ongoing, never ending process with a partner that you feel in your heart in your soul that is worthy of receiving your love and, um, and you receiving theirs as well, because love is, love is hard and it, it comes in so many different shades. It comes in so many different forms. Um, and, and love can be friendship. Love can be family. It can be, like we just said in the passage, like romantic and intimate, but, um, (laughs) love is unconditional. And I'm starting to get emotional about this because as I'm saying this, I'm like, wow, like I have forgotten a lot of what I'm talking about, but in the same breath, it, it really takes I shouldn't, I I guess for lack of better words, it takes work. It takes work from both partners to, to communicate and understand each other and to, to be there for each other. Um, when going through the process of, of a relationship, because love is tricky and my idea of love may be different than your idea of love. And, um, I'm sorry. I I keep kind of just zoning out because I'm like, wow, like this is, this was crazily a perfect time for this passage. Um, but yeah, love is, um, it's more than just the infatuation stage. It's, it's more than just, you know, showing up here and there for your partner. It's, it's a, it is a full time quote unquote job, but it won't feel like a job if you're if you're knowing in your heart that this is for you, if you're knowing that that love is so deep with that person, that connection is so, it's, 
it's worth it, that everything else kind of goes away. And, and yeah, there's going to be moments where you may not have that complete spark the way that you did before, but that doesn't mean that it has to be completely over with. Um, cause humans, as humans, we're, we're constantly changing, we're evolving, we're growing. And sometimes we grow and evolve and change at different rates than our partner. Um, and it doesn't mean that we have to, you know, completely level up and leave them behind. If I think if they're actively wanting to be there with us and support us and we're able to support them in different ways, I, I think it could be a parallel growth. It just may not be in the same way, but you're still going to the same place. Actually, this made me think of something really quickly. I was listening to this one woman and she was being interviewed by someone. It was on TikTok and the woman was a little bit older and the lady had asked like, what have you noticed throughout the years that has changed within relationships? Um, and what have you basically, what have you done to quote unquote, protect yourself or know if a relationship is for you or not? And she went through a little bit of talking that she goes, at the end of the day, it has to be more than chemistry. She goes, but chemistry is number three on the list. So what is number one and number two? Number one is, are you and your partner going to the same place at the end of the day? Like, are your goals matching up? Um, It could be different goals. Like, and she described it as, you know, let's say we're both going to Florida, you know, I might be taking a plane and he might be taking a car. Maybe one's a little bit faster than the other, whatever, maybe a little bit more detours or whatever, but we're both going to the same place. And if that's there, that's, that's good. And the second part of it was our, oh gosh, now I'm totally forgetting. Darn it. It was right there. Now I'm totally forgetting it. I might have to like put this on a post. Um, shoot, wait, hold on. Let me just have a moment. I, I, it just lost, like, I just had like a brain fart. Like it just went, it just went away. Um, do people even say that anymore? Brain fart? I don't even know. But, um, it just slipped my mind. Oh my gosh. What was the second one? So the first one was, are you going to this? Yeah. Their goals matching up. Um, oh shoot. Gosh, now I got to find it. If I can find, okay. Oh, I'm so upset that I don't, I don't remember it. Well, anyways, so like stuff like, stuff like that is really important. And that's why, well, I wanted to bring up the chemistry part of it because chemistry is important. Chemistry is so important, but it's not going to make that love last. Um, it's not, and I hate to say it, but like chemistry is not enough. It has to be deeper than that. And Oh yeah. Oh gosh. I wish I could remember the second one. If I do by the end of this, I will tell you, but, um, yeah, just went on a little tangent there. Um, but going back to this passage again, like human warmth and compassion, deepen our connection to others. Uh, it's, it does make sense in, in the, when talking about like our programming as in, you know, survival and reproducing and survival of the species that is, and and like way in the way our brain pumps out the chemicals and it gives you that that feeling of being like basically high and it's so true i mean if if you are in love right now with someone you're like oh yeah i know exactly what you're talking about if you're not in love with someone it may not be the most easiest thing to connect to but if you can remember a time where you really were connected to someone on an intimate romantic level that feeling that euphoric feeling is probably one of the most yummiest 
savor it, savoring-ish, savor, savorful, <laughs> uh, feelings ever. Um, it really is super intoxicating, you know? Um, you know, for me, it's like, for me, it's the connection with the eyes, you know? So if you're able to like really connect with your eyes and you're able to just sit there in that moment and you just get lost, it's, ugh. for anyone else who connects with eyes in that way, it is just, um, it's another level. I'll tell you what, it, it is that euphoric feeling of just, you feel like you're just melting, you know? And, um, I think that is part of the falling in love. And I will tell you that in relationships, you know, it's that feeling comes and goes, but it does come back. And I think that's when, if you're with a partner like that, where they, you know, maybe it's not consist like constant. It's not like every time you look in them in the eyes, you're just melting on the floor. Like obviously we, you know, we live in a world, you know, where we can't just sit there and look at each other all day. <laughs> um, you know, and, and it's like, and in the same breath, maybe, maybe that's a good thing. Cause then that makes you really, um, appreciate your partner when you do see them. Maybe you don't see them a lot. Um, I know some people have long distance relationships or maybe they're only able to see their partner sporadically throughout the week or, um, you know, only on the weekends or something for a short amount of time. And that can be hard. Actually, I mean, having two brothers in the military, I know with both of their, um, my sister-in-laws, you know, they've gone like a year without seeing their, their spouse. Right. And, and obviously being able to connect through video chat, you know, face, you know, FaceTimes, whatever, it's one thing, but to actually be in their presence and to feel their energy and feel that love and connection, is completely different. Um, so that, that high you get, like that euphoric feeling, it's, it is, I think, associated with falling in love. It's like those chemicals and everything. But, uh, wow. I mean, there's so much that goes on in our body, I think is what this passage is talking about really. And it's, it's, uh, that's when, you know, like, that's just, sometimes you don't even have a word for it. It's like that intuitive feeling, that gut feeling, that, that heart feeling, right? And, you know, sometimes your brain does know, but I'll tell you what, it's like your, your body tells you a lot more than what your brain tells you. And that's why a lot of times you, you know, going on another swing of this whole conversation, that's why a lot of people will end up being sick, you know, and, um, having these chronic illnesses that just pop up and they're like, well, holy crap. Like, how did I not even realize that this was going on? And it's like, well, your body will, f- will tell you before your mind tells you sometimes. Um, and with falling in love, <laughs> sometimes people are fighting it and they're like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not, but you can't help the way that your, your heart flutters and just kind of skips a beat or starts to speed up because you're getting excited just to be around someone or you find yourself, you know, more focused on that person and maybe you get a little nervous being around them or, you know, like you start to realize things before you realize things, but your body realizes it, you know, that's what I'm trying to get at. Um, yeah. So it's just, mm, it's an interesting concept. I really, you know, I'm, I know I was getting a little emotional before, but I'm really happy that I, flip to this because it's interesting. And actually, after I get off of this podcast, I'm probably going to read more because this seems like 
it's going to go into some really cool different <laughs> different uh, paths, you know, um, especially with that whole fact of like deepening our connection to others, which is what I'm all about. Because, you know, at the end of the day, love is, love is love, you know, and love is there. And that is our connection with everyone. But it doesn't have to be that deep, deep romantic love. It could be that friendship love. It can be that family love. It's just relationships. It's just connecting. It's so important. And just the way our the chemicals and brain react with that, I mean, we still get that that beautiful, um, you know, dump, if I will, if I, you know, for lack of better words, again, of like happiness when we feel connected with a friend, when we feel the warmth of a family member, when we just feel accepted, when we're, you know, we feel heard. Um, that's how you gain those deep friendships and connections and relationships with individuals. It's just, you just, they get you, you get them, or they're there for you and you're there for them. They just hold space. You hold space. It's, it's a very, um, you know, it's, there's beautiful transactions going on there that don't feel like transactions because it feels like you're just doing it because you want to do it, which is the truth. It's, you're just showing up for people and they notice that, um, even think about relationships in your own life. Um, what are the best ones that you have? It's usually the people that are just there that you can count on or you can lean on, or they can lean on you, or you have just a mass amounts of common interest and you feel like you could just talk about it, everything under the sun. There's no judgment. You're just being with them. And yeah, you may not agree with everything that they agree upon or, or they believe in and that's okay too. It's like that, that nice, like, Hey, we'll just agree to disagree, but I still love you. <laughs> this doesn't change like our relationship. Um, now, obviously there are some things in which are kind of hard to ag- agree to disagree on. Um, but the more I think about it, I, I have had many relationships in the past, which, you know, not talking about romantic, just friendships and, and, you know, family members, family members to this day where there's big things that I believe in or that I, you know, practice. And I know these individuals, um, are either strongly against it or just don't understand it. Just don't even want to hear about it really. And, um, I respect that. Because that part of our relationship is not the reason why I have a relationship with them. It's, you know, I have groups and friends for that, for that part of me. And, um, you know, it's, that's okay. You know, it's, you really, it's, it's hard to connect with someone on every level. I mean, let's just be really honest. And that's why I think the, the falling in love with someone and even considering someone as a lifelong partner is so it's so beautiful but it can be really scary because it's there's a lot of um there's a lot of individuals out there I think that don't make it in their relationship because they maybe get too stubborn in their way of thinking or you know things don't connect on those levels of uh hey this is like a serious um this is a serious uh non-negotiable for me or boundary or whatever. And, and listen, I'm not saying that people should let that down just for anyone or anything. I think a lot of times it can be worked out. I think a lot of times it can be communicated and, um, you know, individuals can make it work. 
And there are those who know, like, it's just, it's one of those things where maybe it's toxic. Maybe it's just really unhealthy, right? Um, But I really do feel, like, going back to the first thing I said, like, I really feel like a lot of individuals can make things work. It's just that they, they don't try or they are really um, jaded by their past experiences. And so that kind of automatically puts in like that feeling of, ooh, ooh, like, you know, nope, let's, let's hold the phone, like red alert. And, uh, you know, if this is not something that is going to change or if this is not something that's going to be addressed um, or resolved, then yeah, like I'm out of there. Which brings me back to agreeing to disagree but on things that are really important, I think that's where it, you know, a romantic relationship, someone that you're sharing your most intimate parts of your life with, it's a little different than a friendship. Um, it, I think that's where the connection gets tricky and that's where it gets almost scary. I mean, I think about my parents, they've been together, oh my gosh, for uh, like, I think 40 plus years now. Gosh, it was just their anniversary. And I'm like, wow, you don't hear of that anymore. You don't hear of of couples staying together for that long. It's a very, um, like the society that we live in, it's a couple years max sometimes for people and then they just tap out and they're done. And, um, you know, I'm not shaming anyone. This isn't a judgmental thing. I'm just, it's, it's a different world. And now I think back when my parents were, growing up and their grandparents, it was, it was like, uh, oh no, like once you get married to that person, that's it. Like you're never leaving their side and you're going to work through everything. And there has been a lot of really toxic, unhealthy relationships that have stayed together for that long because of the fact that it was like, it would be, you know, a, a slap to the family's face and honor if you were to get a divorce or separation, you know? Um, so, I think it's all different, but I do feel like this culture that we live in is a lot softer and a lot weaker when it comes to couples staying in relationships because I just, I don't know. Like it's, it's interesting. I've had a lot of friends in the past who have gotten divorces and I always wondered like either a, did you, were you ever really, really, really in love with this person? Like, did you really love this person enough that you were like, yes, I am devoting the rest of my life with this person? Or like, did you just, did you not try hard? Like, did you, did you really exhaust everything? Did you give it time to breathe? Did you give each other space? Did you do the couple's counseling? Did you, you know, try to rekindle the beginning? Did you, you know, have you mapped out the things in which you could work on together and, did you figure out each other's love languages? Like there's so many levels to relationships. Um, or was it just the easiest thing in the world to just walk away and just not look back? Now, now again, I have known people that were in abusive relationships, toxic relationships. And I'm like, yeah, that's, um, if that person's not changing at all, like there's nothing there. Or if they're cheating on you, yeah, I mean, there's yeah, there's different levels to this whole story, right? Um, But I've also known people that have been cheated on and there's been abuse in a relationship and they've done the work, they've healed it, and they're stronger than ever. So really, at the end of the day, I think it all comes down to how much effort you both want to put into that relationship. How much time and how much of you are you going to be vulnerable 
enough with your partner to tell them, hey, these are the things that I need. These are the things that I want. Um, this is This is what needs to happen going forward. I think in order for us to finally communicate in a way where we're both really heard and putting all ego aside, not, not, um, being driven by, you know, past experiences or anger and, um, recognizing your, and being really self-aware of things that make you, you know, that trigger you enough to be, you know, communicative about that to your partner. It's, it's hard. Like, I mean, even me saying this right now, I'm like, gosh, that feels so uncomfortable. And I'm sure there's so many people out there like, yeah, that's uncomfortable. Why would I want to put myself in that position? It's like, well, unless you find that cookie cutter, perfect, like replica of exactly what you want. And even then, like that person is still a human. They're still going to make decisions and they're not perfect. And there's still things that everyone needs to work on that it's not going to be a fairy tale. It could, it could evolve around that. You know, it could be something that you're striving for and it, you could have pockets of it. I'm not saying that you can't have that kind of relationship, but like the word perfect relationship does not exist. It's not in this world. This world is supposed to be a little messy and there's supposed to be times where it doesn't make sense. And I believe personally that that's because in this lifetime, whatever lifetime you're in, there's a reasoning for it. You're supposed to grow or you could choose to grow. Maybe not the word supposed to, because if you don't choose and you keep backing out of things, I mean, I feel like that's where a little bit of karma comes in. I feel like that's a little bit of where, you know, (laughs) your higher self is probably like shaking their head like, well, Again, you dodged it, you dodged it, you dodged it, you know, and it's almost like you're procrastinating on the things in which you really do need to figure out because in the end, it's only going to benefit you. And I will put this in there that sometimes that is not staying in a relationship too. Like I, I know we're talking about love and I know we're talking about, you know, making it work and putting the effort in, but there is a time where you need to be serious with yourself and serious with your partner. And if you're both on different planes and you're both growing at different rates where it's just not in any way like compatible, then that's okay. It's, it's not the end of the world. It's just like, okay, I learned something from that. Right. And maybe that is what the second thing that woman was talking about. I think she was talking about the compatibility aspect of everything. Um, shoot. It's still, still going across like my brain, just swimming up there somewhere. I can't put my finger on it. All right. Well, anyways, this went off on a very interesting tangent. I will tell you, we're already at like 31 minutes, so I'm going to cut it off. Um, well, I, I hope, I hope this (laughs) helps someone out there. I, again, I was not expecting this. I kind of took my own swing on that passage, um, in the art of happiness book. And I, I took it through my own little experiences. I took it through just my present moment of thinking about it. And um, I would love, I would love your feedback, really. And like I said, that video that I saw, if I can find out what 
whatever it was on TikTok, I will mention it in this. Um, maybe I'll put it like in the comment area about what this is. So be on the lookout for that. But other than that, guys and girls, please, you know, let me know what you thought. Please share this if you feel like it could help someone that you know, or if, you know, if you just want to share it to your social media, that would be awesome. Um, if, if you want to read the book with me and with the other members of the Patreon group, all you got to do is sign up. There's three different tiers. Um, so take, take a look at that. All you got to do is go to my social media pages, either TikTok or Instagram. It's in my link tree. So you just go to like the, the link in the bio and it should be the first one at the top and, um, just join and I'll, and I'll welcome you into the group. And, um, other than that, I don't think I have any other updates for you guys. Um, so I hope you all got something from this. I need to go do some work, but I hope you have a wonderful morning, afternoon, or evening, whenever you listen to this and I will talk to you all soon. Bye.